Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello, and welcome back to the Magic Mindset. Last week, we got hella meta. (laughs) We talked about breaking free from the diet-based cycle, and we got really philosophical. We talked a lot about our physical self and how that relates to our spiritual self, and while that was a conversation I am so glad we had, this week, I promise, (laughs) will be a lot more actionable and a lot more grounded here in our physical plane. Unfortunately, it is rare to find people who feel good in their physical bodies. I was going to say who feel good all the time in their physical bodies, but I don't think that's true for anybody. Maybe a psychopath. (laughs) Certainly a child, right? Certainly a young child. They feel great in their bodies until we fuck them all up with our bullshit. But for adults, it's rare to find somebody who feels good in their bodies, which breaks my fucking heart. It's just, it's so sad when you think about that, that there's so many of us are walking around unhappy in our homes. And I want to stop myself because that's a whole road we could go on and I could go all meta and all woo on it. But in short, it breaks my heart and I'm sure it breaks your heart too. But like I said in last week's podcast, we don't need to live like that. Wanting to change our physical bodies does not make us flawed. It does not make us bad. It makes us humans. It makes us humans who are aware that our bodies are our physical beings, how we show up in the world, how we drive ourselves through this world. And so, of course, how we feel in them, what they are capable of, is going to dictate the quality of our lives. And so, again, all that to say, what I said last week, wanting to change yourself, wanting to lose weight, wanting to be stronger, wanting to show up differently for your physical being is okay as long as you are doing it for the right reasons, as long as you are doing it out of love and respect for yourself, as long as you are doing it because you know that you deserve to live a life where you can show up exactly as you want to show up, where you can live authentically and honestly and boldly and free, right? And that is what we want our relationship with our bodies allow us to do because if you are not comfortable in your physical being, you are not going to be comfortable in your mental being or in your spiritual self. You are not going to be able to show up fully in your life. And I want to be very clear here. There is not a one-size-fits-all mold for comfort. There is thousands, millions, billions in an infinite way of bodies and in shapes and expressions of physical forms. And that is just so fucking amazing. And so I say all that with no preconceived notion or perception of what you should look like, of what I should look like. All of that is bullshit, right? The only goal that we should, using that in a positive way for once, because that's a horrible fucking word, should, whatever. Anyway, but we, our only goal with our physical beings should be to be happy in them for us. Not to be looking to other people going, I want to look like that. I want to look like her. Or to be looking at other people going, oh, well, I don't want to look like that. I Judging them, like that makes us really, really shitty. And hot take, if you're judging somebody else's physical appearance, you're judging yourself. If you are looking at somebody else, judging them physically, that means you are judging yourself. It means you hate your body. 
And that sucks to admit, but it's the fucking truth. 100% of the time. You're also an asshole, but you're an asshole because you hate your body. If you find yourself judging somebody else's body, that is the easiest way to stop. Check yourself. Go to the mirror and ask yourself, what is going on in your physical being that you are not happy with? Because that is a huge red flag that you would be very wise to look at. Very, very wise to look at. Tangent number one. We just had it, friends. (laughs) But anyway, back to the subject. There is no perfect body. There's only perfect for you. There's no perfect form. There's only perfect for you. And there sure as fuck is no perfect weight. And there is not a perfect weight for you. Because unless you are dead, your weight will change every single day. So that means your perfect weight is changing every single day at every single moment, which is why we don't weigh ourselves. Go back to the lap episode if you want another hot take on that. But... If you want to show up differently for yourself, if you want to change the way you treat yourself, change the way you view yourself, change the way you interact with yourself, it requires you to do some things, some actionable things. And the first thing on that list is stop fucking stopping. We are not dieting anymore, which means there's no end date, right? Nobody is showing up on day 31 and going, oh, you're done. (laughs) Nobody is showing up saying, well, You've been keto for six weeks now. You've achieved all you've needed to achieve. Sit down. You are done. We are not doing that anymore. We are living. We are living our best lives. We are treating ourselves good and kind from now until the day we die. There is no end date, which means we need to stop fucking stopping. We need to stop treating changes like they have an end date. There's a whole other conversation here. This is the, gosh, this is why I run off on so many tangents because habits don't stop, right? Habits are what we habitually do. They're something that we continue and continue and continue and they end up being mindless. But when it comes to our physical beings, when it comes to what we do with our body, especially when we are making changes to change our physical beings, we view those things as temporary because we view diets as temporary and because diet culture has went and taken all the good habit changes and they've tried to claim it for their own. Like you can't fucking meal prep if you're not on a diet. Like what? No, I'm sorry. I'm going to meal prep probably for the rest of my life because it just makes my life easier and because I like myself and I want to make my life easier. It has nothing to do with changing my gene size. But we need to separate these two things. So when it comes to making changes, we need to stop fucking stopping. And we need to understand that things are going to get in our way. Life is going to life. Things are going to come up. We are going to have weeks where everything goes to shit. We are going to go on vacation. We're going to go on girls trips. We're going to encounter weeknights where we're ordering takeout way more often than we plan to and way more often that is good for our physical beings. But guess what? It happens. The difference is we are no longer going to take those things, those situations, those moments in times and look at them as an endpoint. We are no longer going to look at them as failures. We're no longer going to say, I fucked up. I didn't do what I needed to do. I was not 100% perfect. I allowed myself some wiggle room. I gave myself too much grace something that we're going to talk about very shortly here. But we're not going to look at those things and view them as endpoints. We are going to view them as a chance to stop, pause, ask what's happening, look at the situation, more importantly, learn something from the situation so we can continue and we can continue more educated about ourselves and our bullshit. Anytime something happens that we view as a failure, we need to stop pause and reframe that because failure does not exist. It is only feedback. The only time failure is an actual failure is when we allow ourselves to think about it that way. 
when we allow our monkey mind to approach it that way. Because we can take the same exact situation and we can stop and pause and reframe it and say, okay, what did this situation teach me? What can I learn from this situation? How can I better show up for myself from this situation? It's like those quotes that you see, like, Stopping is not allowed. Quitting is not an option, but pause when you need to. I'm butchering those quotes because I mostly don't like them. (laughs) And that's saying something because I'm a nerd when it comes to quotes. But anyway, you get what I'm trying to say. We're allowed to step back and say, okay, right now is a time where I need to make it easy on myself. Right now is a time where I am in a season where Cooking dinner every single night is just not an option. Life is lifing way too hard, and that is okay. But what can I continue to do to make sure that I still feel my best? Because again, I like myself. I respect myself. I want to make it easy on myself. I want to vote for my future self, something we're going to talk about in the next little section here. But we're not stopping ever, 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 ever. Viewing something as an end date is viewing something as a diet. And that's why we have a hard time feeling successful because we forget that successful people have one thing in common. They don't fucking quit. (laughs) They don't quit. They don't stop. And so if you want to get yourself out of the diet cycle, you need to remind yourself that you need to stop fucking stopping because diets have one thing in common. They always end. Well, guess what? It doesn't end this time. It does not end this time. It will evolve. It will change. It will shift. Things will happen differently, but there is no end date. There is never going to be a day where I wake up and say, hmm, I think I'm done being good to myself. I think I'm done respecting myself. I think I am done treating myself like I am a divine being. I think I am done setting my future self up for success. I'm going to stop. Like, that sounds so batshit crazy. We would never do that. And so we need to remind ourselves when we are breaking free from diet culture, when we are breaking free from the change of our past bullshit, then we're not fucking stopping. Because what we are doing right now, irregardless of our individual goals, because they're all going to be different. We all have different bodies. We all have different starting points. And we all have different objectives. That's fine. But they're going to boil down to the same thing. We all want to respect ourselves. We all want to feel good in our skin. We all want to have a physical experience that feels like home. We all want to feel like home in our bodies. And that shit has no end date. We will never decide, nope, don't want to feel like home in my body today. I want to feel like shit. That's not going to happen. And so if you want to change your relationship with your body, you need to remind yourself when things become hard, when things become a challenge, because they will, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, and it's going to continue. Like I said in the last episode, I've been actively working on this for a very long time. I've never felt more comfortable in my body. I've never felt more home in my body. I, in a lot of ways, feel like my hard work is done. It's behind me. I'm aware of my bullshit. My bullshit ain't going to jump out of the closet and get me anymore. I've seen most of it. And I understand I just really flexed on the universe. So please don't come fuck with me. I just went through retrograde from hell. (laughs) Talking to myself here, talking to God and y'all just witnessed it. But you know what I'm saying, right? And again, I don't say that as a brag. I say that as a permission slip because believe me, coming from somebody who hated herself, somebody who treated herself like shit, who abused the fuck out of my body. I would do hours and hours and hours of cardio. I would barely eat and then I would take laxatives because the little that I did eat 
I, I deem too much. And then the next day I would eat and eat and eat thousands and thousands and thousands of calories. And I'm not kidding. I would drive to McDonald's and then go to Wendy's and order more. And then I would eat it all and then I would throw it up. I was fucking horrible to myself. And if I can get over the harm and the damage, and this is a small snippet, you guys, like there was, uh, I was such a dick to myself. And so I'm, I don't say that to like, it's not a sob story, right? I, I, my past made me, my past put me in this position and I'm so fucking thankful to be here. And I pray that my lessons can become your lesson so you don't need to do the same shit. But really what I'm trying to say is if I can get to this place, anybody can. Anybody can. It is a permission slip. If this is available to you, this is absolutely available to you. Showing up differently for your body is available to you. Being good to your body is available to you, even if you have no fucking idea what that looks like. Because I had no fucking idea what that looks like at all. Let me help you. (laughs) Reach out. Let's get on a call. Let me help you figure that out for yourself. And go into it knowing that you're never going to stop again. Because once you are done dieting, that never ends. We are never stopping. We are showing up for ourselves differently. And the first rule to showing up for yourselves differently is committing to never stop being good to yourself. Another thing we must commit to if we are committed to leaving diet and their bullshit behind us is committing to pause. If you've worked with me, if you've been here a while, if we have ever had a call, you've heard me talk about the pause. I will never stop talking about the pause because in the pause is our power. It lives there. (laughs) Our power lives in the pause because when we pause, when we take a beat and give ourselves a moment to think, to breathe before we automatically react, that allows us to switch from compulsion to consciousness. And the difference between compulsion to consciousness is the difference of night and day. It is the difference of making a life that you are proud of, of consciously creating your life, of creating your future versus letting your monkey ride run away, versus being a zombie, versus being somebody who feels like a victim, like like happens, like, I'm sorry, like life happens to them. Pausing allows you to be somebody that life is something you are actively co-creating with the universe. Yes, I just said that. Again, it's my belief. It's my podcast. I'm going to say it because I believe it to be very much true. But what does pausing look like when we do it with food? It means very simply, before we have anything to eat, we're going to take a beat and we're going to say, do I want this? How am I feeling right now? What do I need right now? There's a lot of questions that we could go through. Um, I have an entire course based on this, the Magic Mindset course, which I just discounted because I want more people to have it. I made the price even cheaper than it already was. And for like 19 hours of education that you will have available to you, you can listen to podcasts. You can listen to it in podcast form or watch the videos if you would like. It's dirt cheap. And there's so much information there. So yeah, check that out. Or again, hit me up. This, this I can help you with this. But very practically, it looks like stopping before we allow ourselves to just have something because so much of eating is habitual, which is where we want it to go. But we're relearning our habits. We are relearning how we nourish ourselves. We're relearning how we feed ourselves. And so for a lot of us, people tend to think when I talk about the pause that I mean only do it when it means a slice of chocolate cake or a brownie. No, no, no. We do that shit with fucking 
tuna in a plain salad too because that's what a lot of us have learned to do we've learned like oh no i don't eat carbs until friday and i cannot have gluten until thursday and i can't have cheese because like whatever no so when i pause i'm taking back my power but i'm also reclaiming my joy because joy is something that is available to us all of the time when it comes to food we do not need to earn enjoyment from what is going on to our plates and into our bodies that is always available to us. And so pausing allows us to, yes, reflect on the dessert choices, reflect on the handful of goldfish that I'm reaching for, reflect on all of that stuff, but also allows me to reflect on my diet-based bullshit and make sure I'm eating enough and nourishing myself enough, getting in enough calories, getting enough carbohydrates, because we fucking need them to live. Don't listen to any asshole who tells you any differently. Ugh, I, that's a whole other podcast we could go on. Like, seriously, fuck these people who are telling people not to eat fruit and bananas. And I, I don't, I don't wish ill on anybody, even those idiots. I wish them to find themselves in a produce department, buying some bananas, buying some oranges, buying some cherries, and then taking themselves right over to a bakery and getting a big old fucking fat muffin and eating it because they need it. And then maybe they'd open their fucking eyes and stop fucking up people by telling them they can't have something. Okay, now I need to pause (laughs) and collect myself and bring myself back from that tangent. Anywho, (laughs) what pausing allows you to do is unlearn that shit. Pausing, you know, and I'll use myself as an example here. When I was doing that, I would find myself very frequently under eating because that is what I had trained myself to do. And I was the same person going, why am I binging every weekend? Why are all my weekends falling apart? Why can I, why do I always eat so much dessert at night? Um, well, you dickhead, it's because you barely ate all fucking day. That's what I was able to realize when I started applying this to my life. And so it allowed me to go from, okay, so for lunch, I'm going to have this spinach salad with a sprinkle of almond slivers, a little balsamic vinegar, a squeeze of lemon, a two-second pour of olive oil, and a chicken breast, to okay, I'm going to have all that, but I'm not going to measure out the almond slices. I'm going to have more olive oil because I'm a woman and I need fat, just like you need fat for our cognitive function, for our hormone health. I'm going to have the chicken breast, but I'm going to add on some more because having a muscular body is very important to me. It's something I strive for. We are allowed to have physical goals. We are allowed to look a certain way. Identify that. There's nothing wrong with that. So I need more chicken because gains hashtag gains. That's important to me. I also need some carbohydrate on it. So maybe I'm going to cut up an apple and put it on my salad. Maybe I'm going to have a roll on the side of my salad. I I need something. I need something to nourish myself. And I also need something because I want to fucking enjoy what I'm eating. I don't want to feel like a starved little fish in a bowl who's constantly monitoring herself and making herself earn things. The pause taught me how not to treat myself like shit on both ends of the spectrum. And then yes, absolutely, it ties to the other end of the spectrum where, okay, I just had three slices of pizza. I'm already starting to feel uncomfortably full, but holy fuck, Pudgy's brownies are here. And Pudgy's brownies are something special. They are really, really something special, and I really, really love them. I want to eat them. But, oh, my God, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable right now. And if I have this Pudgy's brownie, I'm going to feel even more uncomfortable. And so maybe I need to take a beat, give myself a little time so I don't feel sick, I don't feel disgusted, and I don't feel the shame because I blew the motor. I didn't need to eat that. I really don't want to eat it. It's right there in front of me. And so my monkey mind is driving me to eat it. Let me decide if I really want this. I'm going to give myself time to digest, and then I'm going to make this decision from a clearer headspace. 
So yes, it absolutely works in both ways, but do not get it twisted when it comes to the pause and think that it's only there for bullshit calling around what we cannot have. Yes, it works there. Yes, it's important there. The pause helps you so much with binging. Obviously, that's something I struggled with very, very deeply in my life, and this allowed me to practice it. But the reason I was able to make the pause such an integral part of my habits of something that I do is because I practiced it when it was safe. And so I was practicing it at times, you know, for the breakfast and lunch where most of us tend to undereat, most of us tend to undernourish, most of us tend to under allow ourselves joy because that's when we're being hashtag good, right? We're eating clean. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing. No. Pause around that stuff and ask yourself, am I giving myself enough joy? Am I nourishing myself? If I were feeding this meal to my daughter, would I say that's enough food? Like, I would get a yes or no answer instantly. Instantly. Like, do I want Avalyn to eat that? No, that's not enough for her. She needs more. Well, then why the fuck don't I? You know? And so using the pause when it feels safe is what will allow you to use it when you're caught up in your bullshit, when you're caught up in habitual responses, when you're in charged emotional states because that's what a lot of us do, right? We're having a bad day. We're stressed out. We're scared. We're anxious. We're worried. So we eat because eating provides us dopamine, which is wonderful and which is always available to us. We can always comfort ourselves with food. You've heard me say that a thousand times. The difference is, and all I am asking for you to do is to consciously choose it because there's a huge difference between consciously choosing something and habitually going to something. And the difference is guilt and shame. So if I am just allowing myself to just go, just eat, just soothe without consciously choosing it, what I am doing is bringing myself in more shame, in more guilt, because I feel like, okay, not only do I have this problem that bought me to the food, but now I'm a loser who overate and can't hold it together and doesn't yada, yada, yada. You know what that looks like, right? If you're still listening, you've probably been in that exact same position. You know what that feels like versus I've had a bad day. There's situations out of my control. I do not feel good right now. I feel unstable. I am in need of some comfort. So I am choosing to comfort myself with food because it is a safe and easy coping mechanism that is always available to me. And I need to feel no shame over it at all. Because just like treating somebody I love, Evelyn, are you having a bad day? Okay, well, what do you want? Well, I want to go get tacos. All right, let's go. But would I say, all right, let's get tacos. Let's order an entire pitcher of margaritas, which no, I wouldn't. She's not 21. I don't fucking do that here at all. I don't encourage drinking with my children. Whole other podcast. Anyway, like I wouldn't do that. Like, oh no. And then now let's go get a pint of ice cream and a root beer. Like I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to her because I knew, I know from experience, it would make her feel worse. But I would say, yeah, let's go. Let's take your mind off things. Let's consciously choose something that is going to bring you enjoyment and let's have the courage to stay present with it because we are adults who handle our business. That is part of respecting yourself, right? So back to the point, the pause. Use the pause all the time. Be committed to using the pause because it will allow you to get yourself completely free from both ends of the diet bullshit spectrum. In addition to pausing, we need to commit to making it easy for our future selves, to pre-deciding what we are going to do to make it easy for our future self to thrive. And so what does that look like? For everybody, it's going to look like meal prepping in some way. Yes, a very, very practical, non-woo-woo, non-spiritual, (laughs) non-journaling thing, meal prepping. I get a visceral reaction when people tell me that they are too busy to meal prep because Shirley Sue, sweetheart, 
You're lying. You are lying to yourself. There is not a person alive who is too busy to meal prep because that is the same person who is also too busy to cook dinner and too busy to do anything that has to do with their betterment, which is your bullshit staring you in the face. Now, am I saying that every single person needs to prep and portion out perfect meal plans for the entire week? Uh, no, a fuck no. That is not what I am implying at all. For some people, the only prep they need to do is to make a dinner menu, to make a grocery list. Because how many of us, and again, raising my hand because this used to be me, would walk into the grocery store with only some idea what we even needed. Like, how am I going to take care of my future self when I don't even fucking know what I'm going to buy, what I'm going to put in my kitchen? And so meal prep, is these small little things like making a grocery list, making a dinner menu, deciding what you are going to eat. And then, again, for most of us, we need to take it just a little step further. Like having protein available to you, something that is cooked and easy to go, is going to make your life easier 100% of the time. I've worked with a lot of women. I've a lot, a lot of women through my coaching business and through the gym. And we have one thing in common, and that is that we do not eat enough fucking protein. And what does protein do for us? It makes us what we want to be. It is crucially important for us. I know that a very popular company who's, you know, says they're not a diet is now promoting like plant-based. Don't. Don't. This is coming from somebody who is a vegetarian for years and again, somebody who's worked with people who don't like to eat meat for years. We need animal protein. And so if you have a moral objection to eating animals, I understand that. I, I understand that. It's going to be very hard for you to get those protein goals in, but I, I understand that and I can sympathize with that. But for everybody else who just says, I don't like to eat meat because that was me, fucking suck it up. You need to eat protein if feeling good in your body is on your list of things to do. Period. Point blank. End of story. Wrap it up. Stop the podcast. <laughs> just kidding. But I'm really not kidding. And protein is also one of the things that women historically undereat. We just don't eat enough of it. And we need it. We need it for our metabolic health. We need it for our hormonal health. And we need it for just our overall physical health. It is hard for us to gain muscle. Like really, really hard for us to gain muscle. We could do a whole podcast on myths around women and strength training and getting bulky. And, you know, maybe we will someday. But in short, do not think that you were just going to suddenly bulk up one day if you touch a dumbbell and start eating protein. It is just not going to happen. You have to put in years of dedicated effort to get a physique that you may be considering bulky, which again, go back a little bit. Like if you're judging somebody else's physique, you're an asshole. Look at it. That's a red flag. Don't do that. Don't. Don't do that at all. But protein is what allows us to keep and maintain muscle. It is hard to gain muscle. Muscle is what allows us to burn more calories. It's what allows us to move through life in ways that we want to move through life. It's what allows us to do things. Like it is so important that we have enough of it and we have enough of it available because when we come home and we're hangry, what is easy for us to do? It's easy for us to reach in and grab a handful of the Cheez-Its. Hi, raising my hand at me. It's easy for us to do things like that. But if we have cooked and available protein to us, all we have to do is throw it in the microwave. And it does not take long. Cook some chicken breast. Cook some burgers. Cook some meatballs. Like very, very simple things that you can easily and quickly throw together to make a meal. Vote for your future self. Like that's what you are doing. Make it easy for your future self. Take time once a week. You know, I usually say Sundays just because that's my default. I think for a lot of people that's their default. 
to just sit down five minutes. What do I need? What do I need for the week? What does this week look like? What does my work schedule look like? What does the kids' schedule look like? What are practices? What are games? Because I will not allow my shit to become my bullshit, right? If I have signed my kids up for extracurriculars, I am not allowed to use that as an excuse. That means you're not either. Stop it. Like, stop. Take ownership of what we are doing. Take ownership of your lives. If you are busy, cool. What a blessing. What a blessing that you get to be busy. There's probably hundreds, if not millions of people who would love to have your busy life problems. So, Do not use that as an excuse. Instead, say, I am busy. Acknowledge that. I'm busy. There's a lot going on. I got a lot on my plate today. How can I best support my future self because I like my future self? That's meal prep. Meal prep has nothing to do with diet-based bullshit. It is simply acknowledging that for many of us, we do not have ample amounts of time to cook ourselves gourmet meals, and we just simply don't want to do it because that's me. I just don't fucking like cooking. Even on the days I have the time to do it, I want to have something available in my fridge. So meal prep. Make a decision for your future self that is going to make it easier. And we, of course, have to talk about fitness here. You have to have a physical fitness practice. I'm not saying you all need to go to the gym and deadlift. I would love it. I would love to see that world where every woman, every woman gets a barbell or a dumbbell or a kettlebell in her hands. Like that would be, it'd be a beautiful world, friends. (laughs) It would be a fucking beautiful world. Believe me, because holy shit, does getting some heavy weight in your hands and learning how to move that weight change you as a person? Again, that's a whole other podcast. But for everybody, we need to move. We are physical beings. We were not made to sit down. We did not come to this planet to sit down all day long. And for those of you who say, well, I'm on my feet all day. I have a job. Like, that's great. That is great that you are on your feet all day. But it's still not enough because you're moving for everybody else. You need to move for yourself. You move for yourself because you love yourself. You move for yourself because you respect yourself. Does that mean that seven days a week you're breaking a sweat? Does that mean seven days a week you are going on a walk? You are getting to the gym? No, 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 no. It means at least once or twice, bare minimum, you are making time to move your body for you. You You are doing something that nourishes your body and your soul. Find a practice. Maybe it's dance. Maybe it's walking. Maybe it's lifting. I hope it's lifting. (laughs) Maybe it's, you know, you're sitting on that spin bike that goes absolutely fucking nowhere. I don't even care. Make sure you are taking time and more importantly, planning time each week to do something for your physical being, not because you want to drive changes, not because of anything, but simply because you like yourself. You love yourself. You want to take care of yourself. And you understand that moving your body in a manner that causes you to get slightly uncomfortable is for your betterment. You are going to choose present moment discomfort for future moment peace, right? If we can get it, when it applies to exercise, if we can get uncomfortable in the moment, knowing that the payoff for our future self is huge, well, that's huge. That's amazing. And you talk about building self-confidence, talk about building self-advocacy. That's what exercise does. That's what fitness does. When you show yourself, look at me. I can do hard things. I am willing to do hard things because I love you so much that I am willing to sacrifice my peace right now in this moment to get uncomfortable, to do something that does not feel good right now in this moment because I know it's going to make me better in the future. Holy fuck, does that change the way you're willing to show up for yourself? And when you get to that place, which you're in that place, you're still listening, really amazing things happen. So when you think about what you're going to plan for yourself, how you're going to nourish yourself during the week, what you need to have in your fridge available to you to make it easier for your future self, 
because excuses can't happen there. We set our future self up for success. Also, reflect on your week and say, where can I squeeze in a little bit of movement for myself? Where can I do something for myself? What do I want to do? How can I move my body that is going to make my future self proud that I did that? And lastly, for this episode, believe me, there's a lot more that we are leaving on the table, but we only have so much time. (laughs) So last thing that we are going to chat about today is embodying the healthiest, most aligned, most thriving version of you and putting reminders of that all throughout your life because we want to surround ourselves with what we are becoming. We want to surround ourselves with things that make us proud, things that make it easy for us, things that make it easy for us to embody the highest version of ourselves. We want to surround ourselves with that, not our bullshit. And so what does that look like practically? Well, it looks like not continuing to buy the 12-pack of White Claws every single week and keeping it in your fridge where you can easily grab it whenever, you know, your monkey mind takes over. It looks like moving the wine out to the garage. It looks like, you know, putting, I hate to use this with food. If you would have talked to me a couple years ago, I would have said, like, leave it at the store, leave it at the store. That's a good advice, but it only takes you so far and it still allows you to, it allows the food to maintain power over you because you are implying that a $2 box of crackers is more powerful than you. And I just call bullshit on that like all fucking day. No, 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 no. Like you can have whatever you want in your house. We just want to make sure that we have some chances to reflect on it. And so does that mean no longer buying White Claws and Cheez-Its? No. It just means making sure that in the beginning, especially in the beginning, you've put a bumper in place so you have no choice to pause. And for a lot of us, that just simply means moving it. Put the alcohol in the garage. Move it downstairs. Rearrange your pantry. I'm not telling you not to buy something. I don't prescribe to that. I don't think that's a wise decision because like I said, it maintains the food's power. And so the next time you're around that food, you're still going to have that internal dialogue and that internal battle. You're going to have to face it at some point. At some point, the cheese that's will be in your cupboard. And if you don't know why I'm talking talking about Cheez-Its, hi, welcome to the podcast. I love to have you. Cheez-Its are my food. <laughs> you know, but I know now that I am more powerful than a box of crackers. And so rearranging your kitchen, making sure everything is, yes, organized and clean because that is what a person who is healthy and happy and thriving does. They have a clean, organized environment, but also some buffers. Like I don't want the Cheez-Its to be the first thing I see, especially when I'm new to this practice. And so putting all the stuff in like one central place. And so I know, okay, once I open that drawer, I need to just breathe and make sure I'm really asking myself if I really want this item. And so you're making the pause something that happens automatically because you've placed a bumper around it or you move it, like move your candy drawer. So it's not like, okay, you're not automatically going there because you'll find yourself automatically going there and then you'll remember, oh no, I moved it. Oh, okay. I moved it because I want to pause. I want to make sure I really want this thing, right? We want to make it easier for ourselves. But then also what you're watching, what you're listening to. Like if you're scrolling your social media feed and it's nothing but 30-day detox challenges, if it's nothing but diet culture bullshit, unfollow, like hard pass, unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. You do not need to see that shit. If you're just constantly triggered by what you're seeing or comparing yourself, if you're following people because you're telling yourself that they're inspiring you, but really what they're doing is making you feel unworthy or inadequate, fucking unfollow, unfollow, like hard pass. You want to be 
truly inspired by the people that you see. You don't want to feel triggered by them. And that's okay if it's people that you still look up to, if it's people that you admire. It's just right now, you need to give yourself some grace and some space. And that may mean that, yeah, adjusting your social media needs to happen. It means watching your language. You're not talking anymore about dieting. You are not talking about weight loss. You're talking about being good to yourself. You're talking about being healthy. You're talking about thriving. And so you have to remind yourself of that all the time. You are a different person. You are taking part in different actions. So you cannot allow your past to fuck up and cloud your future, which means you don't talk about that. If you have a friend who's talking about dieting, don't get involved in the conversation. You know, that's her business. You are not sitting there on a high horse telling her what to do or what not to do. But you can also very much tell her, like, I really am trying to reframe the way I treat my body, to reframe my relationship with food. And so these are conversations I just really do not feel like having right now. Like, that's fine. And a true friend will truly understand that. You want to fully embody a healthy, thriving person. You want to ask yourself consistently, what is what does this version of me do? How do I tra- treat myself? How do I show up for myself when I am treating myself fully, kindly, aligned? How does that look? And then do your best to embody it and do your best to make sure that your environment reflects those chances, those choices rather. Make it easy for yourself. It makes a difference. Without looking at the timestamp, I'm pretty sure I'm either fast approaching or already over the time limit I try to keep on these podcasts. But that does not mean the conversation needs to be over. I am always happy to connect with you, hear any questions, chat anything over in my DM. So please reach out if there's anything you want to talk about, anything you want to learn more about, or hop on my website, schedule a call so we can really dive into these topics and make some progress in your life. If this podcast helped in any way, if it resonated with you, I would be honored if you would like and share whenever I post about it on my social media or take a screenshot and share it on yours. And of course, tag me in it because I love to see it. And if you have not already, I would be honored if you would take just a second to hit that five-star button and rate and review this podcast. It goes a long way and it is so appreciated. I will see you back next week.